0: So when I was in fifth grade, I moved to a little town called Midlothian. Midlo, woo! Someone represent right there. So I moved to Midlothian, that was the town that I grew up in and graduated high school in. But when I was in fifth grade, that was the first day I got to ride a school bus, okay. I was excited, my aunt did my hair like la- the week before. Had a frosted highlights, I was ready, okay. I was 10 years old. Getting on the bus for the first time, so I get on, and I don't know anybody. Okay, like literally zero friends, and I'm like trying to make friends as a 10-year-old. Walking on the bus, and I'm like scoping out the crowd. Okay, okay, who we got going here? This is my bus assignment seat, hello, and look who's across from it. Hello, what's your name, girl? You know, like, hey, she was cute, 10 years old. This was before me and Hannah, okay, so don't worry. All right, I was only 10, okay, I was 10. So I sit down in my seat, and I'm like, okay, I have no friends. I have to talk to somebody. I have to talk to her. I have to. So then I think in my mind, like, what should I say? I don't know. She's gonna make fun of my hair. I don't know what's going on. Then I was like, if someone came up to me for the first time, what would I want from them? I was like, I would want food. So I was like, genius. I will give her food so she will like me. So I looked in my lunchbox, opened the lunchbox, found an extra thing of Scooby Snacks. I was like, "Winning! She's so gonna be my friend for sure." Scooby Snacks are my favorite, so I got them and kind of scooted over to the bus seat, you know, on the on the edge by the aisle and look over. Look over, I'm like, "Hey," she's like, "Hi," i like, "Here's some Scooby Snacks." She was like, uh, okay. I was like, my name's Landon. And she was like, thank you. That was it. But I was so excited. I was like, yes, I talked to her. I have a friend. I'm like, this day is going awesome. I was so excited. So I'm sitting in my seat, and all of a sudden I feel a, huh? I look back, and there's this big old guy standing in the aisle looking at me. He's like six foot, he's 10. Like, what have you been eating? Your mom's been feeding you spinach and like Beaver tranquilizer. I don't know. This guy's huge. He has a stash and he's ten. I'm like, hey man, sorry I ran out of Scooby snacks, bro. I'm like, what's up? He's like, bro, you talking to my girl? I was like, huh? He goes, no fruit. You talked to my girl? I was like, no, I didn't. He goes, yeah, I did. I just saw you, you brought, gave her Scooby snacks. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. i was sorry. And all of a sudden, Pah! seriously, he punches me on the bus. I'm like, Whoa! So I'm like, underneath the bus seat, he like sits on me. And he's like literally sitting on me between the seat. He's like, don't talk to her again. I'm like, okay, mustache man, stop it. And he's like embarrassing me in front of everybody, first day. So at first, like he finally gets up and goes back to the back of the bus or whatever. I'm like, oh, gosh. So I'm like looking around. At first I was like nervous. I was like, is he coming back? Where's the mustache guy? But then all of a sudden like, I just get mad. I'm like, why did he do that? I, I wasn't even trying to ask her. I just gave her Scooby Snoopy sack. And I just wanted a friend. And I was like getting mad, like for real. Now I was like, you know what? I'm going to take karate and I'm going to whoop him right in front of her. And I'm going to give her a whole box of Scooby snacks. And say, ha ha. No, seriously. I like. I took karate for like six years. Not... Only because of that, but I did after that, and I was like, hey, like if someone gets you, like punches you on the bus, like what, what's the best technique to like take them down? Like I asked, like I was prepared if it happened again. But I tell you that funny story about Scooby Snacks one, because I love Scooby Snacks, but two, there, there are some times in life where we make enemies. Sometimes in life, we get mad, we get upset, we fight. Sometimes in life, people just do mean stuff to us for no reason. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes we have grudges against one another. Sometimes we just don't like them. I didn't like Mustache Man. I hate him. He was my enemy. But today we're going to look at in Matthew chapter 5, God calls us to not only love people, But he calls us to love all people, even our enemies. Even the people that we don't like. Even the people who treat us bad. Even the people who make fun of us. So if you all have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We'll be in verses 43 through 48. And this is Jesus. He is talking to a lot of disciples. A lot of people are listening to him. And he's just just teaching them. This is like gold nugget time with Jesus, okay He's just throwing out all these the, these sayings, and he needs teaching them. So this is Jesus speaking, and he says, verse 43, "You have heard that it was said, "Love your neighbor and hate your enemy." That sounds pretty good. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy." So back in the, back in the biblical times, the neighbor was probably your family and the Israelites. So lo- love your neighbor, hate your enemy, the enemy back in those days were probably the Romans or probably people who tried to take their land from them. Nowadays, neighbor, probably the fam, like oh, all y'all, y'all are my friends, and an enemy would be mustache man, okay? <laughs> people who maybe we don't like. This is what Jesus says, you've heard it was said. This was a common phrase of that time, common saying. And this is, what they, this is what they lived by. This is what they thought. But then Jesus says this, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Wait, wait, wait. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Notice that enemies has an E's on the end. Enemies. That was fun to say enemies, it's plural. Not just love one enemy, love everyone. He said, Jesus said, I don't care what you lived by in the past. I want you to love everyone. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This isn't saying, oh, just be nice to them. This isn't saying, oh, take karate and try to beat them up. This isn't saying retaliate when someone does something bad to you and you just want to fight them. This is saying actually pray for them. This goes deeper than just being nice. To love them and to pray for them. He continues to say in verse 45, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. So he says, but I love, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. This doesn't mean that if you love your enemies, you teleport to heaven. Doesn't mean that. Well, this is saying, it's kind of the father-like son aspect. Just like God, just like Jesus loves everyone, we are called to live like Jesus. We are called to live, do our best we can to live like him. And to not only love our friends, love our family, Beloved people who are different than us, who maybe are mean to us. And that's what he's saying. He continues to say, in verse forty-five, he causes his son, the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. What was that? Okay, first he's talking about okay. Back in the day, this is what we, we live by. And then he's saying, okay, now love everyone. Then he's saying, send the sun up and the rain down. Huh? what's this? The first time I read that, I was like, what? What's going on? Is my, wa- is my yard going to be watered by the rain? Thank you. I need that because my grass is dying. New homeowner probs, okay? So, no, this doesn't stop talking about rain. What it is, is going to the concept that we are supposed to live like Jesus. We are supposed to do whatever we can to reflect God. God sends the sun and the rain on everyone. Every morning we wake up, the sun's out. It doesn't matter if you're a guy, girl, black, white, Pokemon, it don't matter. I was kidding. It doesn't matter. Anybody. And that's the point that Jesus is trying to make here. We have to love everyone. Just like the sun reaches everybody, just like the rain, it rains on everyone. The best example of this was obviously Jesus. I mean, think about it. What did Jesus do? He came to this earth. He healed many people. Many people who couldn't walk, who couldn't talk, who didn't even know him, who didn't believe him. He saved people. I mean... He was about to get arrested, and Judas and all his homies were coming, and Peter was the brave one trying to protect him, and Peter cut off one of the guard's ear. And Jesus healed him right there, yeah. ear. Like, just, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, Like, he healed him. And he was trying to arrest Jesus. As someone was trying to arrest me, he was like, get away! You know, like. I'd be running. I'd, I'd, I'd probably run. They'd catch me. You know, I would laugh. But but Jesus is the best example, and we are supposed to live like Jesus lived. We're supposed to reflect Jesus' life. Do the best that we can to do that. And ultimately, not only did Jesus live that way, but he died on the cross. Not only just for the people who loved him, not only just for the people who followed him, but everyone. Romans 5.8 says, while we were still sinning, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sinners, people who were not following Jesus, people who did their own thing. He died for us. He died for everyone. So if you believe in him, you will not perish and have eternal life. He died for us all. Verse 46 says this If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Jesus then talks a couple questions to him. He talks about the tax collectors and the pagans. Tax collectors back in the day, they had bad, bad Jamus. okay. They went around, if rent was 50 bucks, the tax, they charged them a hundy, put it in the pocket. Okay, they're like, see ya. Like, they were bad guys. That's how people viewed them, as people who didn't follow Jesus. The pagans, they didn't worship God, they didn't follow Jesus. They worshiped idols, and they did whatever they want. So what Jesus is saying here is these people who don't follow him, they greet their they greet their homies, they greet their parents, they greet their friends. The truth is, everyone looks after their people. Okay? Everybody. If you mess with my wife, it's on. Okay? Oh, some of you laughing? Hmm? I'm kidding. So, if anybody try to mess with you guys, it'd be on. I got y'all. I got your back. But guys, think of the worst possible person you can think of. Maybe like a murderer, a stealer, maybe even like a terrorist. Okay. If you mess with their people, their mom, their dad, they would have their back too. They love the people who they are with. That's just like us. We love our people. But if we are doing the same thing as these pagans and tax collectors, we look the same way as they do. We look the exact same way as them if we are just loving our kind, loving our people, loving our friends, loving those who love us. And Jesus is saying, whoa, 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 wait. We're not just loving our neighbor and hating our enemy. We got to love everybody because everyone's our neighbor. We can't act like the tax collectors and the pagans. If you choose to follow me, you got to do your best to live for me. So what I'm telling you all today is we have to be different. If, we, if you say, if you claim that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, we have to live at a higher standard. we got to love people. We have to reflect God and reflect his love. The last verse, verse 48, says this, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Oh. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus isn't saying, you have to be perfect or I will strike you with a lightning bolt, Landon. He's not saying that. What he's saying is I want you to follow me. I want you to do the very best that you can to live like me. As Jesus said, He said, follow God. Follow me. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Like Father, like Son. When I was thinking about reflecting God's love and reflecting Him, I was like, hmm, what's a good reflector? Or what is a reflector? It's kind of a funny word, reflector. Maybe I'm just weird, I don't know. Uh, so the moon reflects the sun. When the sun shines on the moon, you can see the glow. That's why we see the moon at night, because of the sun. When I'm driving in the car and I look in my rear view mirror, I can see the cars, I see that reflection. But every morning, I get to see this ugly mug in the mirror. A reflector. Okay, you kind of have a little shine right there. Okay. It's a (laughs) reflection. This is a reflection. Just like this mirror reflects the one who looks at it, we need to reflect. Y'all get this. We need to reflect how Jesus loved people. You're like. Man, how do I do that? How am I supposed to reflect how Jesus loves when people bully me, when people mess with me? I struggle with that. How do I do that? It's so hard. You know, right, it is hard. But I'm going to give you three steps, three things that can help us mirror and reflect Jesus Christ and his love for us. Because if we're called to be Christians, if we're called If y'all accept him in your life, we are called to be different than people who don't. So that they will see a difference in us and we can tell them about Jesus Christ. If you're not living differently than lost people, then I would question if you really know Jesus. That's truth. But the first thing, how do we reflect God's love? Is we can't base love on emotion. We can't do it. Love is not an emotion, it's an action. So right now, we have to decide right now that we are going to love people and love everyone and share Christ with them. We have to make that decision and we have to act on it. If we base it off an emotion, you'll just sign up for karate and beat up everyone who messes with you. We can't base love on emotion second thing is we have to forgive people who wrong us we have to forgive if we don't forgive people who wrong us bitterness will take place and you will always hold on and be so mad at them you just want to punch them we have to forgive jesus says that if we do not forgive others he will not forgive us That'll preach. We have to forgive others. I don't know if y'all know my story, but I grew up um, in a divorce home. When I was little, I, my mom pretty much raised me. And because of that divorce, because of that had brought just a, a lot of hardship on our family. And my sister and I, we were bitter. Because they got a divorce. I was mad at my mom. I was mad at my dad. Especially my dad. And I held that so tight for so long. And I couldn't even love him. Couldn't even look. I didn't even want to hang out with him. I held it for so long. And I just couldn't. You can't love someone if you don't forgive them. So y'all, I'm begging you. I'm pleading you. If someone's done something to you, that's wrong, go, go, just forgive them, forgive them, I finally forgave my dad, now now I have a chance, and it's not perfect, I'm still working on it, but, but now I have a relationship with him, and I can love him, so I'm begging you, I'm pleading you right now, if there's someone out there that you were mad at, that you were fighting with, that you were, I don't know, have drama with, I don't know, go talk to them, tell them, say, hey, I love you, I forgive you, forgive me, we have to forgive people, and the third thing, is we have to know God, how can we reflect something, how can we reflect someone if we don't even know Him, a lot of times like, man, my spiritual life is just not going good, man, my life is not going good, I just get mad a lot of the time, I, I don't, I'm not enjoying life, I don't know why all this is happening. I can't really love people, I'm not, I don't know what's wrong. It's just we're not spending time with God. You can't reflect God, you can't reflect God's love if you don't know Him. And knowing God doesn't mean you accepted Him in 10th grade. Go to church every now and then, and oh yeah, I'm doing great, woohoo. Knowing God means spending time with Him. Actually knowing God. We have to know God. If you don't know God, you can't reflect God. That's the truth. And this whole passage is about reflecting God, reflecting God's love. And to be different. Be different to those who don't know Him. And y'all, today... I'm begging you, I'm pleading you, let's do that. Let's love people, let's love everybody. And I think we do that by these, by these three things. You know, I think some of the reason why we, we, we don't do that is instead of reflecting, trying to reflect God, we reflect those around us. Because the truth is, we aren't spending enough time with Him and we're spending more time with them, with them around us. And these people are bringing us down. We're surrounding ourselves with bad influences. And when you surround yourself with, with people who don't love Jesus, who, who, are, who are cursing or who are doing the wrong things. And you don't spend time with them. Eventually, you reflect those who are putting bad things into you. Eventually, you start reflecting those who are not living for Christ. And you start to live that way. Yo, we can't set our standard on the people around us. We have to set our standard on the Bible and what Jesus Christ says and what he does and how he lived. Let's not reflect the world. Let's reflect Jesus. Maybe there are some of y'all in here right now, y'all never accept Christ in your life. You can't reflect Jesus if you don't know him. And if you've never made him the Lord and Savior of your life. And you can't reflect them. So right now, I want to give the opportunity for anyone anyone here in this room to accept Christ for the very first time. It's simple. All you have to do is believe in Jesus and confess that he is the Lord and Savior of your life and ask him to be. So I I want to do that right now with everyone's heads bowed and eyes closed.